0: Hi, welcome to the Bougie in a Backpack podcast. My name is Angel Trin, and I'm the founder of Pennywise Traveler.
1: And I'm Mackenzie from Travel Mackenzie.
0: And we're so happy today. We have a special guest today. So for today, we have Susie Spadafora. Susie's a full-time dermatologist and the founder of Sonic Travelers. She's a world wanderer with her husband and two teenage sons, except when she's playing tennis or practicing medicine. She's been using credit card points and miles since 2003, where she opened her first credit card, which was the Chase Marriott Visa, which helped her and her husband book their honeymoon in Hawaii. Hi, welcome, Susie.
2: Hi, thank you so much for having me.
0: So do you want to give us some background of how you started in Points and Miles?
2: Well, as you had mentioned before, it started in 2003 when I opened up that Chase Marriott card. And, uh, you know, we had used that to pay for our honeymoon and to get over back and forth to Hawaii. And what's interesting is I really didn't know much about Points and Miles back then but we just put everything on that one Marriott card. And my husband also had what ended up being a Chase Freedom at the time. So because I had put so much on the card, so much spend in the long run, that ended up being a benefit because it ended up giving me uh, Marriott Platinum status for life after they merged with SPG. Then, (laughs) yeah, and then in 2016, one of the things that happened is my kids became a lot easier to travel with, they were old enough that you didn't have to bring diaper bags or always you have to bring their uh, strollers and you have to keep them entertained and feed them constantly when on a plane. They could entertain themselves as long as you bought an iPad or you know something a video game for them to play with. And at that point, my wanderlust kicked in, and I decided to start listening to travel podcasts. And one of the ones that you mentioned that I stumbled upon was Extra Pack of Peanuts, and one of the episodes was on learning how to use points and miles in order to travel for free or nearly free. So I ended up just going down that rabbit hole. And a lot of us who, once they discover it, just immerse themselves in it. And ever since then, I've been opening credit cards and using them wisely in order to get either me or my entire family across the world to different destinations. And at this point, I think I hit my 52nd country earlier this month. Uh, My kids have probably been to about 30 countries now, and it's fun. You know, I like being able to educate them about the world around them and see that a lot of times we're very, very similar to other people around the world, and people are very friendly and also appreciate the differences that we have between cultures.
0: So I'm just curious, can you give us a background about the SPG of how you got the lifetime, because I know people are going to ask, how you got the lifetime platinum status?
2: Oh, sure. Originally... I was a gold and I had gotten maybe in 2015 the gold status. And they said, because I had, I don't know, I'd been in the merit program for maybe 15 years or so by then. And also I had spent X amount and earned yay many points, which equaled so many elite nights that qualified me for gold for life. And then for some reason, what was a gold Marriott, um, ended up becoming, uh, Platinum. Once the merger happened, I didn't do anything special or anything magic. They just told me now you're platinum and you're platinum for life, which is nice because I don't have to go out of my way anymore to try to qualify for platinum, and I don't have to keep open the Marriott card that's very expensive in order to get my free breakfasts every time I'm staying at the higher end Marriotts. You know?
1: Yeah, that same exact thing happened to my mom. Like she kind of she benefited from that merger. I know some people. Did not, ben- like, it's kind of, it, it was kind of like, a, like, some people were upset about it. Well, of course, because, like, SPG, like, it was a great program and everything. But, like, some people did benefit out of it. And so she, when I travel with her now, she's booking the Marriott, even though I'm the one who's more into the whole points and miles thing. So she's like, she's always like, we have to go to this one because they have the club so we can get the, like, the free food and everything because I'm just a lowly Marriott Gold over
0: here. Yeah, I'm the free Marriott Gold person from Amex Platinum. <laughs> so that's yeah. I my Marriott status too.
2: Well, it's sad that they don't have an equivalent guest of honor program for uh the Marriott. So otherwise, I would give you guest of honor if I could, ladies.
0: I know, because I'm <laughs> the Hyatt Globalist. <laughs> so I would trade too. I would trade.
2: <laughs> oh, I have Hyatt Globalist also.
0: You're like, no, you don't benefit me. <laughs> You're like, I would have my own. <laughs>
2: well we, we can hang out in the club together and fight over the sweets of wh- yeah. wherever they announce the next travel more conference you know we can see who gets the suite <laughs> yeah
0: so how do you choose between Hyatt bookings and Marriott bookings like do you choose the location or you choose which whichever one is cheapest because you technically have free like lounge access
2: at both yes well this year because I got the built challenge and I achieved the globalist light that way as of the this coming year, I'm going to be doing a lot of Hyatt stays in order to maintain that globalist. It's the darn hamster wheel. You know, it's so <laughs> true what they say. Once you get on it and once you experience the Hyatt globalist status, then it's really hard to go back to the discoverer or the explorer status. So, that, the reason why I'm choosing a lot of Hyatts when we go, i am be going to Japan this year. Uh, we'll be going to Also, uh, I think we are going to get to Zanzibar. There's a place in Zanzibar that we'll be hitting. And then a lot of like airport hotels the night before flights or in between flights uh, will be also in Taipei. So a lot of those are going to be Hyatt's in order to hit the 60 nights between that and credit card spend, as well as a couple of Guest of Honor bookings. Now, back in the day before I got global status, like last year, I would tend to favor the Marriott uh, if I was paying in cash. Especially if it was a more convenient place, I was going to get the free breakfast. Uh, You don't get that with the Hyatt if you're not the globalist. But there's some places, some locales, like I'm going to Poland this summer to go see Taylor Swift because it's cheaper to go to Poland than to see her in the U.S. I'm not the Swifty. My my cousin is the Swifty. But I just wanted to go to Poland. And so there is no Hyatt. In Warsaw where she's playing. So we'll be staying at a Marriott at a Sheraton. And I chose the Sheraton because they have a club. So I, I get the free breakfast and then we fill up on the appetizers at night. <laughs> so basically <laughs> you have the two meal uh, type of uh, food and save the money that way.
0: I'm so There's jealous. No I'm like the doing biggest. Doing <laughs> <laughs> I got you in Paris too, at the Hyatt Regency in Paris Antoine. They they had like so, but the appetizer that they had at night, they had seafood for one night and then they had sandwiches and stuff like little sandwiches but you just eat more of them. So I I have done the same thing too, where that that Hyatt Regency in Paris, Etoile, that was uh all inclusive in disguise the way I see it, you know, it was an all inclusive <laughs> in disguise.
2: Yeah. I mean, you can definitely get your money's worth if you don't end up eating a ton. Like, I'm the person who gets full on guacamole and chips. So, and then as long as there's wine to go along with it, I'm happy.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like I'm like. First of all, I'm really jealous because I'm a biggest Taylor Swift fan, and also Poland's one of my favorite countries. Like, I I really love. It's such an underrated destination. There's so much history there. The it's also really it's a really affordable place to to like for as far as like food and and just existing there it's um it's like it's a really underrated destination i think and it's like kind of like you're leveraging the two like the the footprint of marriott and then you're leveraging the like the niceness of hyatt it's like depending on you know like a lot of places just don't have hyatts but you can because you have loyalty in both accounts you can go to marry out pretty much anywhere in the world but then the places that have hyatt you can kind of like be like all right i'm going to hyatt there
2: <laughs> hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th Do you want to tell people the big news
1: Leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Okay, so you're going to be giving a presentation at the Bougie Virtual Travel Summit about how to talk to the banks like a pro and kind of how you navigate annual fees and all that. Can you kind of walk us through what your process is for that?
2: Oh, yeah, sure. I uh, You know, I have 21 cards open right now. And one of the work things or things that's a little bit time consuming in this hobby, I guess, is just remembering when annual fees come due. So in order to not spend a lot of money or at least to get your money's worth, One of the things you can consider is, all right, I just saw my annual fee come due. Did I get my money's worth? Did I use everything as far as those credits for Uber or for, you know, DoorDash or GoPuff? And if you didn't, then you might have to talk to the credit card reps to decide, should I really keep this open? Is this something that's worth my money? Or during the pandemic, am I really traveling enough that it makes sense. I mean, I'm not going to lounges or this lounge is closed or this lounge really doesn't have much or it's always crowded or you can't get into a lounge. So why does it make sense to pay $695 to keep a card open when you're not even using everything for it? So I've gotten into the practice. Uh, There was a a really good podcast that taught me how to do it, but they don't uh, do their podcasts anymore. They were abroaders and they would record their calls of how they would talk to customer service reps. And a lot of it was very, very obvious, you know, be kind, be courteous, be patient, uh, ask nicely, you know, just like you would want to be treated. Uh, Sometimes these people are getting yelled at all the time, just like the way that airlines uh, representatives are also getting yelled at. So if you just ask them nicely, you know, these are the reasons why I'm considering closing the card Can you give me an idea why it might make sense to keep it open? Uh, Is there any reason that you can convince me to keep it open? Uh, And the first time I ever did this was, I think, around 2016. And it was with my, what is called now, the Chase uh, Boundless card. Uh, It was a a Marriott card. I was asking Chase, you know, I don't always stay at Marriott's that much anymore. I'm not traveling for work as much. So uh, is there a possibility that you could just waive the annual fee that I'm paying that $95. And the the rep was very nice. They're like, you know, I'm sorry, we just can't do that. That's not a policy, but we can offer you a hundred dollar credit if you keep it open. So I was like, hmm. (laughs) That that was my very first time I ever called a rep just to figure out whether to keep a card open. Obviously that was a no brainer. I kept that card open, you know, Uh, and then I got in the habit of just doing that every time I would see an annual fee passing by. And sometimes they give you a good reason, uh, uh, an offer, uh, whether it be in points or if you spend this amount, then we'll give you this much cash back. Uh, You know, and there were a lot of times that I kept the cards open. There were times that I decided to downgrade a card and very few times that in the long run, I ended up closing cards because of the way that it would affect my credit score. Um, I don't know if you have talked in depth with all of your followers about credit score and why it doesn't always make sense to close a card, but that's a very important part of the decision because it affects that credit card utilization ratio. If you have a card that's been open for a long time, like that Marriott card I was talking about since 2003, that would have decreased my credit score because the average age of credit would have gone down. So these things have to play a role in your decision-making process as for whether or not it makes sense to close it. So for the most part, between myself and my player two, my husband, we don't really close cards that often. There has to be a really good reason for us to do it.
0: Yeah, that makes sense because usually after the first year, like you get all the benefits the first year, but after like a first year and a month, then you kind of have to reevaluate. Um, I do that too usually when it hits the, because I know that when you do exactly 12 months, it's not exactly perfect. So I try to do like, 13 months when I call back just just to see because if they have anything available. For Amex, I've been pretty lucky. For Chase, um, I got on a CSR, but that was like back in 2020. So that's been a while back.
2: Yeah, and one of the things about Amex is the RAT team or the Rewards Abuse team, you know, if they see you closing your card a little bit before when the annual fee comes due, then they're going to suspect that you are one who's just trying to you know use it for getting the bonus, close it right away, just uh, getting it and having no intention of using their product and being a good customer. So they want to see their, their people stay around for at least 13 months, at least wait for that annual fee to appear on their statement. Because even in the few times when I have downgraded the card or even closed it, I've always gotten that annual fee that was charged back credited to me.
1: Yeah, and you don't want to get if, – if you get – caught by the rat team you might end up in amex pop-up jail nobody wants that yeah
2: yeah and and one of the things too is with my husband i found out that he was in pop-up jail and there was one of two reasons why it may have happened number one is he closed his delta platinum card recently and then the second one is from what i've read uh if you end up doing too many self, uh, not self-referrals, uh, P1, P2 referrals, sometimes that can cause you to go into pop-up jail. So maybe because I sent him, I'm usually the one who's sending him the referral link. That might have been one of the reasons why it happened. But uh, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll start to put a little bit more spend on some of the cards from Amex that he doesn't use as much, like one of these Delta Blue, no annual fee cards that have been downgraded from a Delta Gold card. And we'll see if that gets him out of pop-up jail. But that's okay. As long as I'm not the one in jail, we can have one of the spouses out and free.
1: (laughs) Because you're player one, right?
2: (laughs) I am the player one. Yes, I'm lucky to have a player two. But the funny thing about my player two is he's one who does not like to do calls to the banks to find out if there's an offer. He's like the kind who also doesn't want to go to a timeshare presentation, whereas I'm like, oh, there's a timeshare presentation. Let's see if we can get some points or we can get a free night. I'll do all the talking. And he's like, I don't want to go. I'm like, it's okay. I'll take care of it. So also on the calls, if we're doing a player two call, uh, we'll often do a three-way call. You know, this is the closest we'll get to a three-way in our lives is getting the operator (laughs) on the phone. (laughs) And, uh, And so he'll say like, my this is my wife. She's going to listen in on our call because she pretty much handles most of the credit card stuff and the, the money, financial issues in our house. And I just want her to hear everything before I make the decision. And then we're speaking all together at, with the rep. And he asked me in front of the rep, what do you think? Should I keep the card open? And I'm doing all the calculations in my head after they might have given an offer. Is that 7500 um, Amex Platinum points for a $1,000 spend worth keeping open. Uh, and once I do the calculations, because I can do, do the quick math in my head, I'll tell him. And I was like, yeah, that's a good one to keep open. And then he'll be like, tell the rep, I'll keep it open, even though the rep has heard me say keep it open, you know, that way it's coming straight from P2, who's the nervous player too. But he's still overall a good player too. I mean, he has opened also about 20 cards or so uh, since we started doing this.
1: Yeah. I think there's, some, there's like two, two kinds of like people who are really comfortable on the phone and kind of like, and I'm definitely one of the people I prefer Amex cause I can just send them a message and just say it there. And it's a lot easier than picking up the phone. But, um, when it comes to the phone stuff, I think I've kind of just gotten over it. Do you have any tips for getting people into that mindset of like how you can kind of, you, I feel like it takes some coaching to get into like being confident enough on the phone when you call. The, the reps to see what, what is out there for you. Do you have any like specific tips for people like that who are uncomfortable like asking on the phone?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think because I'm lucky because in my work, I end up talking to about 40 to 45 patients a day, seeing patients. So I'm used to it. And I'm used to people not always being nice, but for all intents and purposes, it's, um, it's a matter of, hey, if you don't ask, then you definitely won't get the offer. If you ask, and especially if you ask nicely, you know, there's a good chance you may get what you want. Uh, you know, they they usually have a set amount of offers that they can offer you. It's not like if you just say, please, please, please. Oh, I like your, you know, you have such a nice voice or that's not going to get you anything. That did get me some extra airline miles when I was doing a Delta a rescheduling. Like they gave me 25,000 miles per Per family member, because I was patient talking to a Delta rep one time, and it took 40 minutes to do. And she's like, "You guys, you are so sweet to wait. I'm going to give you a trip to Disney World for Nick and Jake." So she ended up doing that. So yeah, seriously, if if so, just get in the habit of being kind and being nice. Um, And you know, if they say no, then they say no. If they say yes, you know, probably more than enough times they'll say yes. Then you can benefit, and then you just practice, you know, or you can <laughs> you can do it through the chat. If you really hate doing it, at least with Amex, you can do it through the chat. And this week, I did a, a chat with Amex for my Amex Platinum because the six ninety five annual fee came up. And the funny thing is, <laughs> I use my usual line is of I'm not sure I got my money's worth out of it, and they came back with me in the chat saying. Well, you were able to get one thousand nine hundred eight dollars worth of benefits from our card because they calculated me using the clear, using the uh, the, the clear credit. Um, they I use the Uber credits every month. Uh, I have my Sirius XM and I subscribe to the digital Wall Street Journal. I do the Walmart Plus to deliver my tennis balls to my house. So, like, I really, really use it, and I definitely and, – and that doesn't even include the 5X that I get on flights because that's my go-to for purchasing flights since I have travel insurance, an annual travel ins- insurance plan elsewhere, so I don't have to depend on chase cards to get travel insurance like a lot of people do. But it's uh, it's funny because when they cited back to me that I'm not getting my money's worth, I was, <laughs> I was like, well, can – I went straight to, could you tell me if there's any – Reason you can give me or an offer that you could tell me about that would convince me to keep it open. And they gave me one, and I was like, that's okay. And then they gave me another one, which was cash, and the cash one wasn't as good as the points that they were going to give me. And so I was like, okay, it was for, I think it was 20,000 points if I kept it open, which was fine. You know, I had to spend, I have to spend $3,000 in the next three months, and that's very doable. So I said, sure, I'll keep it open. But what's interesting is uh, two years ago, when I also had made the same request, give me a reason to keep it open, especially during the pandemic when we're not traveling as much. Actually, we did travel a lot during the pandemic anyway. But at that point, they had given me a 40,000 uh, points offer if I spent the same amount of money. So they went down this time. Like Who knows if they're reading the old chats from two years ago or what. But I still got a decent offer. And I had every intention to keep the card open. So... Uh, sometimes you want to go in with a mindset knowing if you are going to keep it open, like some of the, the Hyatt credit cards that give you the free night makes sense to keep it open. Cause you can definitely get outsized value for keeping it open. But for those who are going to do it, you know, it's just the worst that'll happen is that they'll say no. So just get in, in the practice and you're never going to see these people, <laughs> you know, they'll never <laughs> run into you. <laughs> so hopefully they won't stalk you or anything, but, uh But yeah, just, just try it. It's easy. Once you get in the habit of doing it, it actually ends up being kind of fun. I, I enjoy it. I look forward and I put it on my calendar when my annual fees are due. When I see that travel freely, uh, notice the email that tells me that's coming around, then I'll go ahead and put on my, my day off on Wednesday, call Amex for the offer.
0: You're so on it and everything and that travel freely app. That's really helpful to have it too. Like we we all have it. They travel freely recently presented at our stacking challenge back in June. So they're, they're a good sponsor to work with and good product that they have. I wanted to ask you, so what is your experience with Barclays and city?
2: So with Barclays and city, they tend to be a little bit more generous with their retention offers. I mean, I can give you a few examples of some of the ones that they have offered me in the past, if you'd like to hear those. Um, so with Barclays, I had an AA Advantage Arrival MasterCard. That one's an $89 annual fee. And they said that they would basically, uh, waive the annual fee if I kept it open. So that was easy. And they did that two years in a row. In fact, the second time they, they said, oh, well, you know, there's a lot of benefit to your card in the second year when I was trying to close it. And I said, look, the only reason I'm going to ever keep this card open is if you waive The annual fee. And they're like, okay, we'll waive it again. (laughs) So it happened two years in a row. Third time didn't happen. Uh, And then there was another one that I had for the JetBlue MasterCard. I opened that in 2020. And I think it had something like 100,000 points uh, JetBlue miles for that one. So that was a $99 annual fee. And same thing, they said the next year, we'll waive the annual fee if you keep it open. And considering JetBlue charges $35 uh, for the luggage it just makes sense to keep it open when you have a family of four and even though for the most part i'm a carry-on only girl when we go scuba diving my boys go scuba diving a lot all three of them i do too but i don't do it as much anymore because i get cold and seasick but the nice thing about that is it just makes sense because all you have to do is just go on one round trip and it is already paid for itself with the annual fee but if you can happen to get them to waive it even better right that's an extra 95 dollars in your pocket uh, also, you said that was with Barclays um, and then with City. I also had the City Business Advantage MasterCard. That one was a $99 annual fee. And this was uh, 7,500 AA miles if I spent 1,000 in three months. And I took that one because as I saw it, that's like getting at least 7X AA miles for every dollar, which is a good value because as you all know, it's hard to earn AA miles in general. It wasn't until Built came around that they had a transfer partner, finally. And there was another one, the City Premier MasterCard. That one's the $95 annual fee one. That one, they gave me an extra 1,000 points, and they waived the annual fee if I spent $1,000 every month for three months. And since that's a card that gets 3x on gas, 3x on restaurants, and 3x on, 3X on supermarkets, it's one that's easy to spend that 3000 So... I got that one last fall, the the offer, and I, I, I got my annual fee waived, got those extra uh, thousand points. And it's a good card, I think, to keep open too, sometimes, especially if you wanna get uh, those Turkish points.
0: Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, because City Premier, I call them, they're like, no, but I, I'm still keeping the card too because of the easy 3 x for the City Premier. And then I've been lucky with Barclays for the Wyndham business card too. So they gave me that one the first year. For like the retention offer for, i forgot how many points they gave me for wyndham but it was it was pretty good for that one and then um the year after they're like no but now with all the changes of hyatt and mgm and the um, merry-go-round i'm just keeping it this year just to see what happens you know for the casino stuff
2: yeah and actually one of the other reasons i like that city card is even though it's not talked about that much the choice hotels mm-hmm. you know when we were over at Travelmore. I was actually down the street over at a Cambria hotel and because it was a transfer of one city point to two, I was able to get it for a really good redemption and just walked or Ubered over to the conference, depending on how cold it was. So it was, it was fun. You know, I didn't have to stay in the, I don't know what it was at $300 plus a night Renaissance, you know?
1: Yeah. I think that's another sweet spot. It's almost like, People talk a lot about Hyatt, which is like amazing. Their points are very valuable, but Choice, you can get some pretty good, especially transferring from City. I think City, like that's one of the, my biggest use for City points. That and like Avianca, when they have a transfer, they a lot of times have that like 25% transfer bonus on, it's like on Avianca's end, like when you transfer it from City sometimes but i never thought to do the retention offer for city i don't know why i just i think i just have it in my head like amex will give your retention. like sometimes chase will but city premiere i'm like oh it's just 95 five dollar annual fee i get my money's worth out of it but like I, that's a good reminder that they i didn't think that they did give that kind of retention offer that's a pretty good one
0: <laughs> yeah i want to call them back but they told me no in the fall but now it's been a few <laughs> months so so we'll see <laughs> what they say okay. then. My, my roommate got it like two or three times in a row because she also has her family's mortgage like under her name. Like and she's like, well, I have this mortgage with you and we've been City Premier. And then she got away for like two or three times in a row. So she's been lucky wow. with that one. But, yeah, but that's because she has her mortgage <laughs> with City. That's yeah.
2: yeah, that is a that is a good deal. I, I mean, if you have multiple accounts with a bank, you know, maybe that does give you extra creds with them. So good for her.
0: Yeah, and then um yeah, the choice it's very good in um definitely um, when they have them. So like I know that when I was in Japan, Hyatt was double the cost of choice. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, okay, I could stay at Choice. I don't have to go to my Hyatt. I I will probably not get upgraded there anyway. It's peak time to visit Japan anyway. I'll just stay at the Choice hotel instead.
2: Yeah, and I actually opened the Choice credit card this past year, and it gives you like whatever the medium status, status is intermediate status. And after that travel more just staying one thing I have to do is submit that you've stayed one night and you do the status challenge match and they matched me so I have like full tier status with choice hotels, you know, I can, I can get upgraded to a suite at the comfort Inn.
0: <laughs> but but what would you choose if you had to choose between the Hyatt, the choice or the Marion, which one are you going to choose?
2: Well, right now, being a Hyatt globalist, I would definitely choose Hyatt. If I lose my status with Hyatt and then back to the Discoverist or explorist, then I'd probably go with Marriott just because of the free breakfast. Unless, like, the redemption value is just so outsized with the with the uh the Hyatt. You know, you can get such great redemption value. I was just over at the uh, Buenos Aires Park Hyatt, and that one per night for our room, which was not that great a room. They were so full that they couldn't upgrade us to a suite. But it was going to be seventeen hundred dollars a night, and instead we paid like twenty nine thousand points per night. So it was a really, really good redemption, you know. And of course the free breakfast, and all of the other, uh, you know, late checkout. They were it was a great hotel overall. So definitely Hyatt. I mean, I've I've converted to Hyatt just like a lot of other people.
1: Well, you don't even have to try it because it's like. If you're deciding and you're trying to work towards status you don't need to try really with marriott anymore because you have the lifetime status so at least but with hyatt you have to keep trying to earn it like keep working to They keep you on that hamster wheel
2: absolutely you know that the hamster wheels are definitely real in this uh hobby you know for example i used to play fly all the time in economy with my family and then for the first time for our 20th anniversary trip we my husband and i brought our kids out to the philippines And we used Amex points to fly on Emirates. And so being in business class and doing the bar thing, we're like, oh, shoot, we can't go back. (laughs) It's like that Jerry Seinfeld episode. It was true. But that being said, we did go down to South America when we went to Buenos Aires and then we were in Uruguay afterwards. Uh, We flew down and back in economy. You know, you get the sore neck and the crappy sleep. And it's not any worse than being on call when we were residents, so everything is relative, right?
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Do you want to talk about your Facebook group, Sonic Travelers? Is this geared towards physicians or like um, just people who want to travel?
2: It's pretty much everybody who wants to learn how to travel well and economically and about different travel apps. But the SONIC, it's in capital letters. It comes from my neighborhood. It's Sadler Oaks. And uh, it just started with SO because it was all about my neighborhood ladies, all of us soccer moms you know, or Taekwondo moms uh, having our get-togethers in the cul-de-sac talking about different things. And eventually, I got to the point where I learned this hobby and I kept on talking about this stuff. And instead of repeating the same conversation over and over and over again, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to make a Facebook group. I'm going to write it there. And then if anybody wants to reference it, it's all there. I'll tag you in it. Just join the group. And then it eventually expanded. I invited a few of my friends. I was like, just get on this and I'll write a particular entry just for you so you can learn how to get American Airlines status now that they're doing loyalty points. I wrote one for somebody who asked me that question. I'm like, that's a good question. I'm going to write an entire article on it. Uh, So it started that. And then it exploded, and I say in quotation marks because now I have like 600 people on the group. It's not a big group at all, but it's it's um it's it it got bigger because I was on the Choose FI podcast. For people who are unfamiliar with FI, it stands for financial independence, and the guy who runs it, uh, Brad Barrett, he's also here in Richmond. So I would, I met him at some of the meetups when he first started Choose FI, and it was just a small group of us. And then eventually he asked me on the podcast this year, so I got into that. And then also knowing people through the Point Me to First Class travel, uh, that's also on Facebook. And Devin Gibble, uh, she runs that. You know, She gives me shout-outs on Instagram for people who are on that group to follow me. So it's nice. And then, of course, everybody who I met at travel you know, That was one of the dopamine hits that you get doing this. It's uh, meeting everybody who you see in Instagram and you see where they've traveled and you get to talk to them, kind of like your friends. So if you guys are going to be a travel more, hopefully I can sit at the table with y'all. <laughs> but or at least at least say hi and not feel too intimidated like I did back at the last conference. But uh, it, it, it is uh, fun to be able to network with everybody. And the other, I, I do everything for free. Like I gave a, um, a talk to the residents at VCU the dermatology residents, because they're just starting in learning finances. And one of the attendings who were there asked me, hey, Susie, can you give them um, a lecture on credit cards, how to use them financially in, in a responsible way, but also be able to utilize the points and miles when you're paying for things. So they, you know, joined my group and I the the, I, it's a labor of love. I enjoy what I do and I get some referral bonuses here and there. But I just love the networking. You know, I'm a people person and I like being able to talk the this passion with everybody because you guys get it. You know, when we we talk about things and we talk about the lounges, whereas sometimes if I'm talking in that level with other people in my neighborhood, you'll start seeing them looking, where can I get out of this conversation? You know, <laughs> their eyes are glazing over because we're, I'm too deep in the weeds talking about them, about this.
0: Have you got your sons into it yet or not yet?
2: N- yes and no. Like they already have uh, authorized user credit cards. One of them is 17, and I'm so excited because he just started his first official job today. So uh, in addition to now having an income that when he turns 18 in June, he'll be able to put some money away into a Roth IRA. So we're excited about that. Uh, At least he'll have um, a salary that if he applies for like a student credit card, everybody says like the Discover Visa or maybe we'll try to get him a Chase Freedom, something simple and easy. Uh, he'll already be able to start doing this, and I like to teach him how to use things uh, responsibly. Uh, but for the most part, they basically are good about travel. They know how to pack. I say, we're going to be there for four days. Here's the weather. This is it. and and so just pack. This is the luggage you're going to pack it in, and everything's already. If they don't have what they need, I'm like, oh, that's too bad on you. <laughs> you learned the hard way if you didn't if you didn't bring it, you know. So I mean, it's adulting 101. And, uh, since they're teenagers, they need to learn. But one of the nice things is I I think that if they had to travel abroad, they're not like some of the people who I have met who said, why do you have to leave the United States? Everything you need is here. I mean, I've met people, uh, you know, in this area who are like, there's no need to go out past the U S and I, that mentality is just foreign to me. I like, I like, have you even tried traveling abroad? The same thing with people who say, Oh, I would never do a cruise. It's like, well, have you tried a cruise? You know, I like cruises. It's not the be-all and end-all of everything. Like I'm not a hardcore cruiser, but I usually go on at least one cruise a year because I enjoy it. And there's some benefits to cruising that you get and some that, you know, you don't get from cruising. You know, you get only that little port stop. But at the same time, you don't have to pack and repack every time. But the benefit is you get to use those Amex offers where you get like 15,000 points by spending $1,000 on Royal Caribbean, which I did twice for this upcoming spring break cruise that we have. So anyway, I I, uh, ended up going off topic there. But my son's I think hopefully we'll eventually learn this. But every time we've ever been in business class, which has only been going there to the Philippines, and then we went to the Seychelles afterwards and then came back, I kept saying to them, don't get used to this. All right. You better work hard. You better study hard, because if you want to be able to do this, you need to be able to, you know, at least... Um, spend money, <laughs> have money to spend. You know, yes, some people do other things to generate credit card spend. They dabble in the dark arts, which is not something I do, nor do I ever intend to teach them. But I want them to make sure that they grow up financially responsible.
0: That, that's good to hear, just because you're getting them in young, too. But you're, you're warning them, like, if you're this business class seat again, like, you got to, like, work for it. Like, mommy's not going to use all her points for you <laughs> to fly business class. Yeah.
2: Yes, exactly. Like my my husband and I are going to uh, Kenya and Zanzibar later on in in September because one of them will already be off to college and then the other one, our sister-in-law is coming to hang out with him while he's, he'll be a junior in high school at that time. So we'll get to do the little safari. And one of them was like, oh, am I going too?" I was like, yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) You're not because we're taking we're taking Q suites and uh, we're coming back on, I think, uh, Turkish Airlines. So you'll be in school. So sorry. But, you know, we'll take you on another one. But like if we go to Australia, you can come with us, but you can go in economy unless at that time you're working and you want to spend your points to be able to go get upgraded. You know, then they have to work for it. They have to learn. I don't want things to come too easily for them.
1: Yeah, that's good. Good life
2: lesson. <laughs> I mean, they, they're so used to going to lounges, you know, every time we get off a plane and we're making a connection they're One of the first things is like, which lounge are we going to? <laughs> so, <laughs> And they even have it memorized, especially since we travel through Charlotte Airport or Miami Airport a lot since I uh, have loyalty with Americans. So I use their hubs a lot. They they know which terminal has the Centurion Lounge versus that one. Like, I, you know, I'm like, do you remember this? And they're like, mom, we were there like a month ago. I was like, I know, but I don't remember all the lounges. And they direct me, you know, they have much better sense of direction than I do. So, so they're, they're good about knowing the lounges.
0: So did you get them free access with the new Amex? Because you know, the new Amex rules that you can't let them in for guests. Did you make the spending to get the, um, to let them in for free?
2: Oh no, I wouldn't spend that much that they need uh, in order to get the free guests because I also have the higher end American Airlines cards, and since we've been traveling mostly through AA hubs, I can get all my family members into the AA club. So if I'm not traveling by myself or just with my husband, then we'll go to probably more so an AA lounge. Now they did they do have AA sorry they do have American sorry yeah American Express Platinum cards. Because at the time when it was $175 to add three people, I added the two boys and my husband, but that annual fee is going to come due, I think, in March, and then it's going to change to $195 per person. At that point, I plan on taking the two boys off, and then I had my husband open an Amex Business Platinum a few months ago, so he has Amex Centurion Lounge Access and Delta Lounge Access, so I'm going to take him off that card also, but I'll keep me on it. So if we ever are all four of us together, then it'll either be a priority pass lounge or I, you know, I have the Ritz-Carlton chase card. So we, if we're going through one of the ones that have the chase lounge, like the Boston lounge was awesome when we passed through Boston last December. Uh, Or we'll just go to the AA clubs. You know, they're not great, but it's still free food. and teenagers they you know they're not my boys are not foodies they're not taking pictures of the food or or asking for artisanal cheese or anything like that you know (laughs) they're they're happy with hot pockets you know they got used to that during the pandemic when they had to be home by themselves so lounge food in the AA lounge is fine enough for them
0: that's good that they're not picky I wonder if they're going to notice the difference where you're you're taking them to AA lounge instead of yeah
2: well the funny thing is the last trip that we did we were coming back from Miami and uh my husband was looking at the food over in the AA lounge. I had them all in there. And he's like, oh, the the food is terrible. The, there's, there's really no food here. And I had already planted myself. I had set up like to write my blog entry or do some patient charts or something. And my other son, Nick, my older one, he was all situated too. You know, he was comfortable. He was eating his little Cheez-Its and whatever. So uh, Sean's like, I'm going to go with Jake to the Centurion Lounge, and then I'll text you if there's a wait. And so he texts me about 10 minutes later, and he says, no wait, uh, food is much better here. But my other son and I were just so planted, we were like, I don't feel like getting up and going over all the way there when our gate is right across from the AA. So two of us were over at the Centurion Lounge, and two of us were over at the AA Lounge. So it's like, You know, it's like, might as well try. And and there was one time, I love lounges. There was one time where my husband and I did a lot of lounge hopping when we are in the GRU airport, which is Sao Paulo, when we're coming back from Uruguay en route to Miami, pick up our boys and then go home. After our Christmas trip, so there we that was the the biggest number or record of lounges that we had ever been. Now our kids weren't with us, but my husband and I were like, we're going to see how many we can hit. So we did four that day because we had a 12-hour layover in Sao Paulo Airport, and that airport has a hotel. It actually has a Wyndham Hotel in like the basement. So it looks like a college dorm. It's like dark. Your windows look out to like the loading docks where you see like luggage carts and like the the gas trucks and stuff. So it's really not a, a glamorous hotel, but it is very conducive to lounge hopping because that hotel has a priority pass lounge. You can get, you know, that I don't know, it's $28 I think uh, per person to go drink in their restaurant and eat. So we started there with drinks with a bartender, schmooze with some of the people who were uh, also doing overnights at the hotel. And then we hit the restaurant for our actual dinner in the GRU airport. And then we got dessert at one of the other lounges and then uh, went to sleep, woke up, went to the Amex lounge, over in the Sao Paulo airport and got breakfast there so that was in like less than 12 hours we hit the four lounges if we we expanded it to being in Uruguay we also hit a priority pass lounge in the Uruguay airport so that was five if you count in 15 hours (laughs) which was fun you know some people don't like to do it but I love lounge hopping except that one time when uh, I was already planted at the AA lounge in Miami a few weeks ago.
1: Yeah, I'll like I'll do that even if I only have 3 hours. I'm like, I'm going to hit as many as I can. But it is like, I don't know, sometimes I'm dragging my husband along and he's like, why he's like, why can we just stay here? Like I don't understand. But yeah, it's all about the experience.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, I think what was nice is because we had left our stuff at the hotel, we didn't yeah. have to drag stuff around with us. You didn't have to bring your rolling luggage and your backpack and stuff or even your jacket. You know, all I had was like my wallet on me and and, uh, like ID and that was about it. So, and our our room key, of course. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, one of the other things I wanted to mention, there were a few miscellaneous things like that when you're doing retention calls, especially for the people who don't like to do them, while you're on the line with them, you can ask them if there's any of the other cards that you have with the bank that might also have a retention offer with them. This is something I learned from, I think, Greg, the frequent miler. It's like, all right, if you haven't asked for a retention offer in less in over a year, then say, okay, while you're looking at it, can you see if any of my other cards also have one? And they'll take a look. And if they do, like, there was one time I had five cards with uh, Amex and they probably had three of them having retention uh, bonuses if I kept the cards open, which was awesome, you know, uh, I was able to use that. But uh that was just one other thought that I had for those people who don't like to do the calls. That'll minimize how many calls they have to do.
1: Yeah, that's a really good I never thought to do that because I I don't know, I'm always a little bit afraid of I know they can see all your accounts when you're there, but sometimes I'm worried with Amex if I point out how many accounts I have that they'll be like, you like, you know, I, I actually did have an experience recently where I called them because they had locked me out of my account and I had to like get unlocked from it. And while I was on the call, she was offering me an like a retention offer or not a retention offer, uh, authorized user offer, like to add a free authorized user on my gold card. And she's like, "Yeah." So I noticed you have, you have one, two, three, and she starts counting all my accounts. She's like, "Wow, you have a lot." Of, I'm very impressed. You have a lot of accounts with us, and you're using them very well. And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, don't look at it any further. <laughs> but but I think if as long as you're using them and actually like you're not just closing and opening them I think they're okay with with that like the but that's a really good point to say because they can see all your accounts they might as well just do it while you're on that call anyway
2: yes exactly yeah and like you said you can also ask if they have any offers if you add an authorized user on any of those cards while you're at it you know just might as well multi-layer that call
1: yeah stack stack the retention offers
2: (laughs) yes exactly
0: if you want to learn more about minimizing annual credit card fees, make sure you check out her presentation at the Bujing Backpack Travel Summit. We have tickets in the show notes below, and this will all be online, so you don't have to be going in person or traveling anywhere. It's just from the comfort of your own house, and we have the free ticket in the show notes. Please note that the recordings are only free for 24 hours, so after that, you would have to look into the, getting the replays.
1: Yes. So if you do want access to the replays right away you you can get that once you sign up for the ticket you can opt into that right away as well but we'll also have that available throughout the presentations as well if you realize that you couldn't watch all the presentations at once you can have lifetime access to that as well so we can't wait to see you guys at the Fuji virtual travel summit it's gonna be so much fun make sure you get your ticket and we can't wait to see you there as well Susie. and we'll see you guys next week